Hey there, it's Jake. Before we jump in, I wanted to let you know that this episode of The Online Hustle is a bit of a time capsule. It's from a podcast I used to run between 2012 and 2016. You're going to hear some references to that show, uh, to businesses and content that may have changed or may not even exist anymore. You're listening to The Multimedia Marketing Show. This is episode number 16. Today's guest is John McIntyre from Drop Dead Copy, who is known as the autoresponder guy. So essentially, John email series that can be sent out to your customer base and help close sales. Why, you ask, are we bringing on someone to speak about email marketing when the focus of the show is content marketing? I feel it plays an integral role and it really helps build the connection with your audience. Email is still incredibly personal for most people. Just about everybody manages their entire day via their email box. Getting in, and I guess you could say getting traction in somebody's email inbox is very important. So we've brought on John, who's an expert in his field today. So rather than hold off any longer, let's get straight into the interview with John and speak to him about how you can go out and create your own autoresponder funnel to help connect with your audience and also to sell more. John, how are you? Fantastic, Jack. Thanks very much for coming on. And as you can imagine, or if you've been following along to the show out there, listeners, you might have worked out that what I tend to do is consume information or learn information as I need it. And so over the last few episodes, you will have noticed that I've been bringing on people relevant to what I was learning at that time. So one of the recent shows with James Wedmore was about moving people from YouTube into your funnel. And this is a natural extension of that with John today, who is obviously an expert at moving people from that funnel into customers. So John, I'd love for you now to give our listeners a little bit of a background about you and how you've become the autoresponder guy. Hi, Jake. So I moved to the moved to the Philippines in October 2011 as part of kind of an internship doing marketing for a resort there. That wasn't copywriting, that was something different. So I was doing that for a while and around maybe six months after I arrived, I started getting involved in learning copy. And the reason for that was that I, I had a product, right? So it was, a, it was a weight loss product that taught people how to lose uh, you know, a, bit of, a little bit of weight with fresh fruit and vegetables. Now, at first, I was selling this product as a 30, a 30, 30 recipes, right? So it was a very, com- what I call a commodity-based title, just recipes, right? And then so what I did is I changed that title because it wasn't really selling. So I changed the title. Oh, I don't know where it came from. Maybe it was a you know, light bulb moment. And I changed it to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. And that one simple change instantly caused people to buy it. Like all of a sudden, I, the amount of people buying it increased by two or three or four times. And that to me really woke me up to the power of how I say stuff, like the way I present things and the way I communicate things with the marketplace is extremely important to, to being successful in that way. So that was kind of like where copywriting started for me. And I also knew that if I could be the guy that could, knew how to make money, that knew how to make myself money, knew how to make other people and their businesses money, there would always be demand for whatever I did, whether in a recession or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it makes total sense. So why autoresponders? Responders, that was like a gradual uh, shift. When I started writing, I, I started doing just random copy jobs. So I would maybe do a sales letter for someone or I did do an autoresponder. But I wasn't really hip to the value that orders, order responders could create for, for small business owners. Uh, so it was, I, I guess I just found my way over a number of months, a number of weeks, and it transitioned into what I am right now and as the order responder guy, which is something I did about a month ago for positioning reasons. 
was to realize that I can either be a generic copywriter and there's tons of generic copywriters or I can start calling myself and tell people that other call me, that other people call me this as well, as the autoresponder guy, which then positions me as this guy who specifically does autoresponder, still does sales letters, that's fine because I can write, doesn't matter, I can write either. But if people think, oh, I need an autoresponder, they're much more likely to go, you can get an autoresponder from the autoresponder guy, which is way better than an autoresponder from just an ordinary copywriter. Yeah, absolutely. It sure is. Now, one of the things, I guess, which really attracted me to you, John, and and what you're doing, I've heard you on a a couple of podcasts prior, but the main thing was the fact that you've recently been recording a heap of videos. So I guess you've prescribed to this content marketing strategy and that really built up my trust in inviting you on the show because I knew based on your videos, I knew you were an expert. How have the results been with that to date? It's been, uh, to be honest, it's been a little bit slow. What what that came from was I've always thought of content marketing as a very slow way to do things, but I was out with a friend one weekend and we were going hiking. And we started talking about it, and I can't remember exactly what made me do it. And I was like, I'm going to do a video challenge. I'm going to create 60 videos in the next 30 days. And part of it was just to see if I could do it, to have a bit of fun, to do something that I hadn't really done before. And I've had a few people say great videos, just the same stuff you said. Great videos, really like what you're coming out with. But the way I'm thinking about it is it hasn't been, it has been a little bit slow. But that doesn't bother me because to me it's it's a long-term thing. So I know that in six months someone could be browsing around the website and could finally, maybe they get a ton of uh, value out of these videos. Uh, and what really woke me up to it was I had a few people before I started doing the videos that they would email me about uh, Drop Dead Copy. That's the site, dropdeadcopy.com. And they, uh, it had been a hobby, right? I hadn't been putting much time into it. I'd post whenever I felt inspired to write. That was about it. And then I had a few emails from people. And some of them said that the, the content was incredible. One guy even said that he'd printed out a number of my articles to, to read, make notes, and highlight, which... I thought it was incredible. And that really made me think, that's what the, the articles are doing. I can do the same thing with videos. Videos are easy to produce. And it's just another way to communicate. Some people are going to you know, prefer videos to content. So that's really got me up, got the ball rolling. And yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I can certainly see that long-term, I'd suggest that's a strategy you should continue to focus on. Now, what we'd like to do in today's interview, John, for our listeners, what we aim to do here is to provide some actionable advice that people can take away from an episode and go and implement in their own businesses. Now, I would like to, first of all, focus a little bit about the connection between content marketing and introducing an autoresponder into your sales funnel. And then after that, maybe we break down how we go about setting up an autoresponder sequence. How does that sound? That sounds great. Fantastic. All right. So let's keep focusing on you for just a second and what you're doing with these videos. Have you spent any time on strategically thinking about how you're going to connect your audience from viewing these videos on YouTube to getting them into your funnel? Absolutely. The whole reason, and this goes back into marketing as a whole, like content marketing and marketing as a very broad thing, is the fundamental idea is you're trying to get someone's attention. And you don't want anyone's attention. You want the attention of a very specific person. So say a business owner like myself has something to sell. I want the attention of people who who need that product and who are likely to buy it. All the other people I couldn't care less about. Right. So when I am thinking about these videos, I have been and I've been doing this with blog posts as well, is that I because I'm positioning myself as the autoresponder guy, I want the attention of people who, you know, need an autoresponder right now or may need one in the future or are interested in learning about autoresponders. 
So the way I think about that is therefore I need to create content that's going to interest those people. I don't need to create generic copy content. I do that from time to time. But I re- the big picture is really about getting the attention of these people who want to know more about autoresponders. So it's just create content about autoresponders. So I've had a, it was a blog post that I wrote called eBooks Suck, which, which is about why I don't think eBooks are a very effective way to get people onto the list. Uh, a lot of the videos I've done are focused on how do I write autoresponders or how many emails should you have or how to make people open your emails. So by doing that, what that does is it gets the attention of people who, the attention of the people I want to get the attention of. Yes, certainly. That makes a lot of sense. What I can take out of that is certainly that thinking strategically about it is very important. There's no point just going out there and producing content willy-nilly without the end goal in mind. So I think for our listeners out there, if you can take anything from that is to, if you haven't sat down and thought about strategically what you want your customers to do or your prospects to do, is to actually sit down and focus on that and then start molding content around it. Okay, so if we continue going through your funnel, John, people view these videos on YouTube and on your site. Where do you take them from that free content across into your autoresponder funnel? At the bottom of every post. So I have a kind of a non-traditional blog website theme. Most blogs have a, the main content on the left and a sidebar on the right or the other way around. I've kind of set mine up so it's just one big page. So the, the focus when someone lands on the website is all on the content. It's all on what what value I'm trying to give to them. So, But at the bottom of every post, there's a section which at the moment, it starts off by talking about what they want. Now, this is a key to, an absolute key to copywriting, to sales copy, to marketing, is that instead of just writing what I want or what I think they should want, I'm thinking, what do they really want here? So at the bottom of every post, it says something like, would you like to build an automatic sales machine? And what that really does is, I think a lot, it gets a lot of people's attention. And then they, I don't put the form there on the page. I discourage people from doing that. You want to make people click and then take them to another landing page where you can tell them a bit more about what you're going to give to them. And then for me, on my page, the form is at the bottom of the page. So I don't do this above-the-fold stuff. I don't put the form in the sidebar or even on the right below the blog post. I make people click over. Then they read a bit more about Basically, I sell them on it. So I tell them about autoresponders. I tell them they're going to receive an autoresponder course, crash course, basically. And where they're going to learn about how I write autoresponders, how, to, how I write subject lines, how I create a concept, all those different things. So then that means is that if someone actually ends up signing up, they're very qualified they're, because they're going to be very interested in autoresponders because they've taken the time to go and read that page, scroll all the way down the bottom and find the place where they get to sign up. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think looking at one of your videos recently, you're talking about you tested offering something as an opt-in bride against just offering a newsletter sign-up box on the bottom of every post. So maybe before I actually delve into this, can you recap for the listeners exactly what you're talking about in this video? So what happened there was, I so I've had this autoresponder about autoresponders out for a while now. I thought a lot of blogs have a free updates section where you sign up and you get sent, sent updates. So I thought if people are signing up to this other list, surely they're going to want free updates. That's a logical kind of thing. So I do what most people do, and I, I put the form, a little opt-in box just below the post, just below there's a little about me section, and then you have the email updates section, and almost no one signs up to it. So yeah, so much more people sign up. And so that form's right there. It's right below the blog post. It's very easy to see. It's right in front of you. The other order is like the other list or funnel, someone has to actually click over to another page, like I said, and scroll down the bottom and sign up there. 
And that gets many more opt-ins than the free updates box, which is right in front of them. And that's really interesting. And I've to this date followed that free update strategy thinking that only people who are really interested in what I'm talking about or, or the topic will sign up for free updates. But I think what clicked in my head watching your video is that you have to direct people and you've got to get the right people on your list. And by offering a free update, you're not necessarily targeting someone who's going to become a customer. Because I think what a lot of people miss is that when you have free updates is that all you're doing is you're getting the attention of people who just want to get updates. That's all you know about them. Whereas when you have a specific offer, such as I'm going to send you a course about how to write autoresponders, everyone who signs up to that is I already know they're interested in autoresponders. So there's a real critical, it's very simple, but it's a really critical difference between the two things that, that a lot of people miss and they could really improve their, their content marketing efforts, their marketing efforts as a whole by understanding this, that they need to get specific attention, not broad attention. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move down into the actual autoresponders then. What's the typical structure of an autoresponder sequence that you're setting up? Uh, the ones I do for clients are usually 10 emails. We usually send them. It'll depend on the situation and the context, but usually every three days. And it, it will be the first thing I will say, hey, welcome to, you know, depending on whether it's corporate or a personal style kind of thing, I might say, hey, welcome to the family. Uh, I can actually bring up my template. Uh, so the first thing I will say something like, welcome to the family. Hey, John here. First of all, you're in. Welcome to you know, the Dropjet Copy Crash Course, which from now on onwards I'll refer to as DDC. Real glad you're here. Before I start, I have a question for you. What's the most important thing in marketing in 2013? Think about the answer. I doubt you'll even get close, but give it a shot. I'll give you the answer in, in another email. Now, what I've done right there is created an open loop, which is going to make them, it's going to create tension so they're more likely to read my future emails. The rest of the email essentially sets the stage i might say ask them a couple of questions like that and then i might say i'm going to be sending you some information about water response right so you're going to learn some really valuable stuff about how to write subject lines to get opened or how to write emails that really build a solid relationship or how to get people to actually click or how to get people to reply to your emails with these special questions or what questions you can ask your audience to, that uh, will get you valuable information on, you know, on what you need to say to them to get them to buy something so that's what I'll set the stage for in the first email. And then the next email two to email 10 is just delivering that value, whatever I've told them I'm going to give them. Okay. And that value that you're delivering, is it simply just value that they're going to derive from the actual email? Or are you directing them to, I don't know, about content which you've already potentially produced on site or something like that? There's no right answer here, right? So I think yeah, most people seem to think that there's like an exact recipe, but the there's not, right? The crucial thing is that you're helping someone. And you know, I read a forum thread this morning and someone said to me, so someone posted the question that they had just, they, they were getting more opt-ins, right? So they, they were getting more signups. They were happy with that, but they wanted to sell them faster. So they weren't happy with the fact that they were presenting someone with a sales page after they signed up and they wanted to sell them faster. And I can't understand that because if they don't, if they don't know who this person is in the first place, they're not going to sign up faster. And if someone tries to sell them straight up, they're leaving a huge amount of money on the table. So what really needs to happen, what most people don't do, is they need to create value and help these people solve their problems before they can sell them something. There's, a, there's an element of trust that has to be created. Uh, Jay Abraham calls, this is in another video I think I've done, is the strategy of preeminence, which is you want to become your prospect's most trusted advisor. So when they think about, I need to talk to someone about autoresponders, I want them to think, John's the autoresponder guy, and I really trust him, I like him, he's the guy I want to speak to. And the only way to do that is by giving them value. So with that in mind, when it comes to emails and what you put in them, it's, it's about value. That can be my blog posts or my videos. That can be other people. I'll send people to YouTube videos sometimes. 
I will just include the content in the email. But the, the central overriding fact that has to happen, uh, preferably in every single email, is that you're helping this person one way or another. Yeah, sure. Oh, that's great. I've got a couple of questions from that, but I think it's probably going to pay to hold them for just a second. And let's go through a typical sequence that you deliver. So we've had a look at the first email. We've had a look at uh, delivering value in the next couple. When do you start asking for a purchase? Me personally, I usually wait till email three or email four. Uh, there's not really a right answer here. It, it may be relevant or it may be valuable for you to suggest it earlier. But what most people do I think Dan Andrews coined this phrase, was they try and sleep with their opt-ins on the first day. So they try and sell them way too soon. It's like trying to meet a girl at the bar and you try and sleep with her straight away. Or you ask her, let's get back to the hotel room now. Instead of taking some time to, to build a relationship. Yeah, there's not a right answer, but I would say you want to establish some sort of baseline. Then again, if they already know who you are, if they're already familiar with Jay Cowell, or they already know who John McIntyre is because of maybe it's interviews that I've been on or, or different things like that, there's not so much. So there is, an, uh, someone has to take the time to understand what what's the current state of the relationship between the prospect and the business and what's going to make them move them towards the point where they're buying. So if they're cold, then you don't want to pitch them for a few emails at least. But if they're already fairly warm or if they're hot even, yeah, sure. Tell them about the product straight away because they already know, like, and trust you. But it's that kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And the question I really had about it, which makes me wonder, you're talking about earlier about the fact that you're trying to warm up somebody, but people will warm up and cool down at different stages. So is there a way in which you can keep an autoresponder funnel going that's going to capture as many people at the right time as possible? You mean so like if you don't put a pitch in every email, you're not going to get everyone? Is, is that what you mean? Yes. And then on the flip side, if you're pitching too early, maybe you're not going to get someone as well. It's like how do you keep as many people on site as possible? I think part of it is understanding the, the target prospect, right? So the people who buy straight away, they're probably going to buy later. There's a fairly good chance if they're ready to buy in the first email, I'm sure they're probably ready to buy in the third or fourth email. Conversely, though, the people who would be ready to buy in the third or fourth can be extremely pissed off when you try and sell them in the first email. So there's more at stake when you pitch too early than if you pitch too late. And what I think another thing is that a lot of people think about the sale as a one-off event. What people really need to do, what businesses need to do, is they need to think about this as an ongoing relationship. So that first sale is just the first step. Because this person, if you connect with them on an, on an intimate basis and they, they like you and they trust you, they're going to be buying from you for the next 12 months or for the next five years or for the next 10 years. And that's I think that's the secret to, to long-term business growth. These one-off, one-hit wonders, they're leaving a huge amount of money on the table. There's a reason why guys like Jay Abraham tell people that the revenue and the business growth, can a large amount of it comes from the customer list, the people that you've already sold things to, not the new people. Yeah, yeah. And I apologize, John. I'm pulling my thoughts together as we're going through this. <laughs> I guess one way you can probably do it is, of course, design the autoresponders for the different funnels or the different products you're looking to sell. And I guess that you could almost have, and correct me if I'm wrong, potentially you could have a, a master autoresponder sequence and then direct people into more relevant sequences as you're going through that master sequence. So you could do that with or you can do it with AWeber or, or Office Autopilot is one that a lot of people rave about, which is, yeah, you might have the master, the main list, which is about weight loss. And then you have, let's say in one email, in email three, you send people to a video on YouTube about the raw food diet 
And what you can do with that email software is every person who clicks that link to learn more about the raw food diet is you can put them on a, se- you know, a secondary list. So then when it comes time in the future, if you know, maybe you have a product that you're releasing in the raw food market or maybe you're promoting someone else's product, instead of sending it to the master list and pissing off all the people that aren't interested in the raw food diet, you can just look at the people who clicked on that link because everyone who clicked on that link has essentially put up their hand and said, I'm interested in raw food, click that. And it's the same if, if they buy products. Maybe you have a product that you sell and it's a raw food diet. Like you have a generic weight loss list. So everyone is on that list, men, women, they're all just interested in getting healthier and losing weight. But you have a, a raw food product that you try and sell. So then what happens is every person who buys that product goes onto a secondary list. And you know that everyone who on that list is interested in raw food because they've spent money on it. So if you were to have a, send out another offer or another product or another something like that on raw food, you would send it to the raw food list, not the master list. Yeah, cool. Makes a lot of sense. All right, let's then get to the actionable part for our listeners. Okay, I'm a good example here. I don't have an autoresponder sequence. Let's say I'm selling a a four-week masterclass course for helping people create a video system. How do I go about setting up my own autoresponder? So the first thing, when I would talk to a client, I would say, "Who? so what is the product? So you said it's a video system. Yes. Okay, and what does it teach people? So a video system, it shows people how to put in place a team around you, which is going to allow you to produce consistent new style videos and leverage it across the multiple channels in under 40 minutes per episode. Okay, great. Now, who, who, is, the tar- like, who is the target prospect for that? Target prospects for that would be most of our listeners. So uh, content marketers who are running their own businesses and need more time to focus on running their business rather than producing content. Okay, great. So what we have right there is we have the product, which is this video, this course, which teaches people how to do these videos. And then you have the, the rough market where you're trying to sell them to. And the way I frame this up is there's a bridge that you have to build from where the prospect is right now, which is content marketers, to where you want them to be, which is buying this product. And everything in between, which is the bridge, is going to be the autoresponder. So in a case like this, instead of saying sign up to the marketing, a multimedia marketing show list, just for you know free updates or just you know, something like random, you would have something like, I'm sure that if you have this product, you could probably create five or 10 emails and some really useful information about how to do these videos, right? So, sure. And you would, so you would create a course, five emails, 10 emails, and you would, it'd be like the product, but a light version. So you would tell them a lot about the what they need to do, but wouldn't so much tell them how. This is a really, uh, this is a marketing technique you can use. So you would tell them what to do in the emails. And then you say, if you want to get the how, or you want to get the real nitty gritty details on how to do this, I explain everything. And it's a free webinar, right? So you're promoting it with the webinar. So you would go from website visitor to autoresponder subscriber to webinar, and they're going to be more engaged webinar visitors. And then you would, at the end of the webinar, I'm assuming that you try and sell them the product. So the autoresponder is just to bridge that gap. Those people, the content marketers, you would use the like a, a landing page to capture the attention of those content marketers who are interested in video. So the headline would be something like, are you interested in video marketing? Or do you want to automate video, mar- you know, your video marketing process? And what the headline is doing is it gets the attention of the exact people you want. And then you tell them, I'm going to send you 10 emails, five emails, the crash, it's Jake Howe's crash course to automating the video production and sign up and I'll send it out. And then you send them each, each email every three days and then have this free webinar, which you could automate that as well. So you could have that on email five and email 10 or every email. So what you would do, but instead of pitching, instead of sending emails out and say, hey, my product's really good. Here's why you should sign up. You would just give them valuable information and then say, look, if you want to learn more, if you want to get more in depth in this and you want to actually make it happen, here's the product. 
that's how I would use an auto responder in this situation. Yeah, cool. All right. Okay, how about crafting individual emails? I'm not big on really sneakily crafted sales pages, et cetera, et cetera. I like speaking from the heart and making it relatively personal. Is there like a template or something that you use through your copy that our listeners can implement? I don't really have a specific template I can use. The main thing that people should keep in mind is they want to write like a talk. Same way you talk to a friend. The best way for their swipe class would be to go and look at the emails that they've sent to their friends in the past. Look at the subject lines that they've sent to their friends and look at the yeah, the friends and family, because those emails are going to be relaxed. They're going to be very casual. They're going to be very personal and intimate. And they, you want, they should take that language and those, those ways of doing things and apply that to how they interact with emails. Now, as for templates, I could probably create a template for their first email and you could, I'll create a page on drop date copy and you can send people over there. So that, and that'll give them like the email number one, the template for that, which will set them up for the rest. It'll set the tone and show them how I write emails and how they can write the rest of them as well. But yeah, that's the main thing. There's not much that can go wrong. When you, yeah, just be conversational, be very friendly. Don't be too friendly because they might not like that. And just give them good, valuable information. Don't try and pitch them. People hate to be pitched. And these days, it's like it's information overload. With the internet and with everything else, we have way too much information. So don't try and pitch people. Don't try and use sneaky tactics or anything like that. Just try and get their attention. So if you're trying to get the attention of video people, that's what I mean. Instead of creating a you know, clever, entertaining, catchy headline, all you need to say is, are you interested in video marketing? Because that right there is going to get the attention of anyone who's interested in video marketing, which is all you really want. That's really it. Write like you talk and provide lots of value and then present the product that they're promoting in the context of that value. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I guess that really does. It, it resonates very strongly with me. And your copy does also. It's engaging. It is. It's like I'm having a conversation with you, reading your text. And it's to the point. And I really appreciate that I'm not being sold using tricky tactics. Yeah. It's, and I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. And you got to figure out your own way. I was speaking to James Franco the other day, and you should see his emails there. They're like one paragraph with a picture and a link. And that works for him because he's built up an audience of people who they're no nonsense. They don't put up a sales hype or anything like that. So they really appreciate these super simple, super spartan emails. So that could work. It's just about understanding that. Like it depends on the audience. The people that you're trying to talk to, are they used to sales copy or are they used to being, especially in marketing, anything in marketing or internet marketing is going to be way They've been overexposed to the hill to sales copy and hype and all that. So you don't want to do it. To other people, it might work. So it's really about understanding who you're talking to. That's the absolute key is understanding the prospect. All right, John, that's really great. I think if we haven't done anything else in this episode, we've made it really clear that all you need to really is focus on your customer. If you understand your customer, then you can really write great copy if it's coming from inside of you. So how can our listeners find out more about you? The best way is to go to my website, which is dropdeadcopy.com. I dropped it beautiful, but instead dropdeadcopy.com. That's where the videos are. That's where the blog posts are. That's where I hang out online. Oh, that's fantastic. And I believe you've also got a course coming up in the short term. Right. So basically, I can only handle a couple of clients at a time. So I've decided to convert the process I use into a product. That's going to be at the middle of March. That'll be a four-week course with our videos, audio, transcriptions. It'll just walk you through step-by-step. Step. I think week one, we're going to do the big picture. Week two will be the outline. Week three, we'll be writing it. And then week four, we'll be implementing it in the software. So that's just going to walk people through 
highlights of autoresponders. And you know, it's really for small businesses who want to start leveraging autoresponders to build a relationship on autopilot. Excellent. So our listeners can just sign up over at dropdeadcopy.com to get access to that. .com is the blog. There's a link if they go to a blog post to the, to the new product or they can go to uh, McIntyre Method, which is, <laughs> I need to change my last name, M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E, method.com. Oh, that's brilliant. All right, John, thanks very much for coming on today. You've shared uh, quite a substantial amount of information with our listeners and I really appreciate that. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. Cheers. 